Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Gorgeous goddesses, and welcome back to the Cool Mom 101 podcast. I'm your host, Emily, and I'm just so, so grateful to have you here. So, for today's episode, you're in for a treat. I have an amazing interview with the lovely Erin Bins, who is a business coach. And before we get into that, I want to quickly remind you to get your booty into Master Your Mat Leave if you have been thinking about it. I'm accepting only i think probably three more clients in the next two months so now is the time do not rest on those beautiful laurels if you are looking to thrive in motherhood and entrepreneurship so you want to come out of your mat leave feeling ready supported with all the tools you need and the plan to get you there master your mat leave is for you and i highly recommend you joining it so i've linked it up make sure you check it out it's in the show notes and if you're listening to this on time tomorrow i'm going live at 3 p.m eastern which is 12 p.m pacific to chat about sacred motherhood codes you're not going to want to miss it it's all about embracing the beauty and privilege and amazingness that is motherhood so make sure you sign up for that as well okay so as i mentioned we have aaron bins today who is a business coach and mentor and she is really really an amazing resource for client care so after working for almost 20 years in the luxury hotel industry aaron started her business to support women in growing their businesses through client-centered strategies and mindset So that's kind of her sweet spot there. And it's really refreshing to have someone in the coaching space that is truly passionate about focusing on the clients, which I know might sound shocking, but you'd be surprised how many coaching people focus on just how they can make more sales versus how can I really take care of my clients and be the best for them. So I love that this is Erin's approach, and I think you're all going to find this episode super helpful in figuring out ways that you can support your clients. So we chat about why client care is so important and how you can improve it in your business right now. We talk why maintaining your own identity within motherhood is so important. And we chat about what it means to keep motherhood simple, aka let's not overcomplicate this. And I love that she has this approach because I think in this world of social media and especially Instagram and Pinterest, you're seeing everyone's highlight reels and you're seeing just this snapshot of what happens within motherhood. And while there are a lot of amazing creators showing kind of the realness and rawness of motherhood i think it's really easy to get wrapped up in the ways you have to do more and more and more and i love that we talked about keeping things simple 
So I hope you love this episode. Make sure to connect with Aaron on Instagram at Aaron Bins. I've linked it up in the show notes as well. And as always, I'm so appreciative when you share this episode. And if you haven't already, please leave me a five-star review on Apple or on Spotify. Now you can do it, which is amazing. I love you all. Enjoy this episode. Here it is, episode 102 featuring Aaron Bins. Welcome, Aaron, to the Cool Mom 101 podcast. Thanks for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. I love being in the title Cool Mom. <laughs> oh, you are a certified cool mom. We all are. Thank you. That's what we're here thank for. You. I feel like it sometimes, you know. You absolutely are. We're going to just jump right on in and not waste any time. Let's get to the mom fashions. What's the best part about being a mom? Oh my gosh. I love like how also how funny my kids are. Like my kids are hilarious. Like the things they say, I'm just like, oh my God, you're the best. Um, so that's like the, like, and also just seeing their little brains, like the way they, uh, how kind they are. I'm like, I'm raising kind kids. It's good. You know? So I love that part of like, you know, when it's fun and hanging out with them, like obviously all the, there's all the other hard stuff, which I'm sure we'll get into. But, uh, what I also really like, this is a little bit more deep, I'd say, but like, I really love that I'm very aware of how I'm parenting. Um, not like I'm trying hard, but like I'm really conscious of breaking the cycle of the past history of my family of like how we were raised, like for, I'm talking like generational, right? Like this is, you know, you can live in a world that is like, you can do anything you want. And although that may have sort of been told to me when I was a kid, it wasn't really, um, practiced, you know, like you go get a job, you do this. Like, so I just love like the, like that we're raising like really conscious kids and like that I'm breaking the cycle of a lot of stuff in the history of my family. Mm, I love that. Mm. That's amazing. It's, it's interesting because typically what happens, this is obviously averages, but what will happen is either as parents, you end up doing pretty much exactly what your parents did. Or you're yeah. like, I don't want this shit for my kids. I'm doing something very different. Uh, yeah. So I always find it fascinating. I would say most of like my friends and the people I interview, there's definitely more of a distancing from the way yeah. their parents parented. Um, yeah. But it is interesting. And then for me, it's funny. There's certain things though that are so like my parents and it's funny. Oh my I'm gosh. Like, oh, totally. yep. <laughs> there I am. Like my mom. I don't, even my son will like, he'll, he's very me. Like him and I are like twins. And then my daughter and my husband are like twins. Right. So Mm. it's like, but he'll say things or he'll act like I remember acting when I was that age, like the worry about being late and like this, like, and certain things that I've tried not to pass. I'm like, where did that come from? Oh my God. I energetically passed it on to him. He didn't even know it. Like, and I'm just like, Oh my God. He says the same things that I said as a kid. And Mm -hmm. I'm also trying to not say those things as a parent. I'm like, no, I swear. I haven't said that. Where did he get it from? It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It's wild. So much of myself. Yeah. Yeah. He's very sensitive. I'm very sensitive. That's okay. 
good good to be sensitive we <laughs> love a sensitive boy who's going to be a sensitive so man we need those and yeah i know i agree i agree mm-hmm. yeah what's your yeah. top hack for being an entrepreneur and a mom i love to ask this because that's something i know you're very passionate about and i'm very passionate mm-hmm. about is that you can have both things. So I think it's helpful though, to hear from someone who's successful at both. What's a good hack for us? Yeah, I would say you're probably not going to want to hear this, but it is like, it is planning and it's being intentional. So when I say planning, like I plan my week on Fridays, I plan it for the following week. What am I going to do this week? How am I going to get it all done? And, um, there's literally no keeping up with the Joneses kind of crap that happens in our house. So like, there's not like, oh, we have to do this because everybody else is doing that. Like none of that. Like I was saying the other day, I'm like, why does everybody get so like squirrely around back to school? I'm like, Jack's been wearing the same backpack and the same lunchbox for four years. Like what else is there to buy? Maybe a new pair of sneakers and like maybe a few new bits for clothes. But literally there's nothing else to do. I don't know. I mean, energetically and like, there's a lot going on with back to school, but like, there's, there's nothing to get ready here. I, I don't know. I just sort of like, I, so anyways, and a couple of things, like I, I am a former perfectionist and I let a lot of that go. Like is my house, my house is tidy, but we do it. Oh, that's the other hack is, is maintenance is like, don't wait for two weeks to do your laundry. I do my laundry or we do, well, my husband, okay. My husband does our laundry. I don't do it. Well, I mean, he, he, he works in the basement, which is right beside the washing machine. So he like puts it, keeps it going, but we just kind of like, keep it go, keep things going as a letting it all build up then having to it overwhelm you just do a little bit every day. Yes, I agree. Cause otherwise it can snowball and that's when it can feel a bit overwhelming. Probably. But it's also with your business. Don't let things, don't push things off for so long that then you become in dire straits and like you feel overwhelmed and then you don't want to do it. And then it just like the cycle keeps going. You have to do a little bit every day. It doesn't mean you have to be work. I don't work like eight hours a day. I couldn't tell you the last time I do eight who, hours a day. Who does? Not, not like lots I, don't think of, I, I mean, lots of people do. Hustlers I don't think I ever have. <laughs> When I was in corporate though, like I worked for, um, I worked in hotels for 17 years and I worked minimum 10 hours a day. That is wild. So it was very ingrained in me to work on Anyways, that's, but I would say, um, and also like ask for help. And I know, and this is also, I was thinking about this when you sent me the questions too. Like there are a lot of women who are single mothers do not have extended family or a big network of friends. So that's kind of, I'm always very conscious of like, ask for help out there. And I know there are some people who can't, but find your people who you can even like talk to. Like it's, it's just find one or two and then ask for the help because like, there's no point in doing this alone. Like it's, it's ridiculous. It's so boring and um, isolating to do it on your own. So, so fucking isolating. And I actually just posted about this yesterday is this exact point you made is like motherhood is not meant to be done alone and it, it can look different. It can be yeah, like you mentioned such an important point because I was feeling, so I think most people know this. I just moved to a new country. I was feeling so Mm -hmm. lonely the last like month around. And I was like, yeah, of course. why is my mood not 
like a little lower than usual. Cause I'm typically kind of like a extra happy person. <laughs> That's my like set point. And I was like, what is it? And what it really came down to was I felt really lonely. And then I was like, okay, yeah. what can I do about that? And I was like, well, uh, why don't I actually spend some time talking to a couple of my favorite mom friends? And I yeah. ended up connecting with, yeah. it just happened that it was yesterday and I connected with them and I'm not kidding you. The like amount of almost relief I felt in discussing mm-hmm. things that are going on with our kids and our business and all that. It, I was like, that's all mm-hmm. I needed. It's like, we get into this mode where we think, oh my goodness, I'm the only one who's like struggling. or I'm the only one who's dealing with yeah. a toddler. Toddlers are all absolutely They're nuts. Horrible. That's what I've realized. They're they new- all are this all like on the scale. They're all absolutely wild. It's like, yeah, I was talking to my friend and she's like, yeah, like she melted down for about an hour. And I was like, oh, okay. So my kid did a solid half an hour one yesterday. So there we go. You know, it's like, okay, you're not alone. This is normal. It's not to say it's not challenging, but oh my gosh, the relief I I felt. Totally. And it's, it's one of these things where I was at, it's interesting. I was at, um, a party like last summer, I like a party and there was this mom, she was a single mom. So I always have like, like I, I was raised by a single mom. So like I have all the space in the world. That's why I even mention it. Cause I'm very aware of it. But anyway, she's like, do you guys find like, you're just, you're always out running around doing visiting with people. This, and I looked her dead in the eye and I was like, no, I don't. I don't. And she goes, oh, oh. And I was like, oh, sorry. I was correct. You know, like I knew her, I didn't know her super well, but she's like, I said, no, I actually say no to a lot of things. I, you know, like I don't have play dates scheduled every weekend. I just chill. Like, she's like, I need more of you in my life. I said, yes, you do. <laughs> so anyways, it's, uh, and then we ended up, you know, working together, but it was one of these things where I was like, no, like I, I don't overschedule myself. That's another thing. I don't overschedule myself. That though is actually family. Yes. But that is actually a key thing because I yeah. think you know, if you're social and if you are interested in, you you feel like there's this pressure to do all these things with your kids, it can be easy to overschedule. And I so agree with that. You got to find that balance of like, it is nice to connect with other moms sometimes, but yeah, maybe you don't need to do it every week. Well, there's another thing too around here. I don't know how it is like here in Toronto. It's this other thing too. It's like, oh, we got to get the kids in activities. So they have to have activities and when I was younger, like activities didn't start to like you were maybe eight or so, like until you actually had some, like you may have done a few things here and there, but nothing crazy. But it's like people are like putting their kids in like so many activities at four, five, six, like, you know, swimming, like put them in swimming lessons. They need to learn that maybe soccer or something. But like it's like every night, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like we picked one thing that they do that my oldest one, my youngest one doesn't do anything. She's two and a half. She, she, She's good. Yeah. She goes to soccer. She actually likes soccer. So um, anyways, but like, that's the other thing is I also don't overschedule my kids. That is huge. And it's interesting because I remember very clearly when I was growing up feeling so exhausted from all of the activities I did like competitive dance. I played on the club volleyball team. I played club soccer at like high level. 
it was yeah. kind of wild. Every day I had at least one thing, usually two. So I am very cognizant of that as well. And I think there's like, obviously like anything, there's a balance and a harmony to be had where you want to invest in things they're interested in, right. And get them excited and into it. But to your point at four, do they really need three different activities four nights a week? Probably not so much. Yeah. (laughs) So as a very busy entrepreneur who also was a mom, I love to hear what is a ritual or rituals that you like to do daily to help keep you kind of grounded. Yeah. Um, well, I usually get up earlier than the kids for sure. Lately it's been the summertime. It's been a bit like, you know, um, kind of out the window, but generally I'd say I get up about, you know, at least 45 minutes before the kids. Um, I also have a rule in the house well, it pertains mostly to the older one, but he gets up at six and I'm like, you can come downstairs at seven. So he hangs in his room by himself and plays his stuff and I'll implement it. Hopefully I can do it for my um, two and a half year old as well. Um, but she's been sleeping till seven. So we're good. Um, <laughs> so, so I do that. And then usually after um, school drop off, I do go for a big long walk or a bike ride um, every day um, just to, do that. And then it changes. Like I'm, um, I change a little bit. So sometimes I do a lot of journaling. Sometimes I do a lot of reading. Um, I, if I go for a walk, I do listen to like an upbeat podcast of some sort in the afternoon. I'll listen to like my dateline crime (laughs) podcast, but not first thing in the morning. I'm like, I don't Right. I could do it in the afternoon, but not now, or if I'm in the car. Yeah. So it's that is, but it's not like a ton of, I have been running, um, before I hurt my foot, I've been training for a 5k race. So I have been doing that, um, daily or every other day. So some kind of movement, but I'm not like hardcore. It must be at this time, at this time, like my morning routine too. Like, you know, some people talk about like, you gotta, like some people are super structured around it. As long as for me, I have this quiet time, however it shows up, that's for me the most important that there's no child bothering me for a snack or breakfast or whatever. Like I'll do, but like I backyard, we renovated our backyard. It's like sanctuary of being outside in this, in the, in the city. It's my nature like of that being there, but it's like just being by myself and cup of coffee and like reading my book or, you know, I usually kind of read a few, like I have like a couple like on rotation and I, I don't read like tons of different books. I kind of keep my favorites and keep those on rotation. Mm. So that's my ritual. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I would say definitely mine's similar at this point. Um, and I don't have, I used to be, I used to try and make it very structured. This was years ago. But now it's more like I look at it like a menu. I'm like, hmm, what do exactly. I want to do today? What do I need? Mm-hmm. I almost always do a meditation of some sort, um, but then it kind of varies. I'll either, sometimes I'll do tapping. Sometimes I'll just sit and read with my coffee. It's like my favorite right. ritual of all time, basically. Yeah. Quiet yeah. reading in the morning alone. It's like, oh, I savor it. <laughs> it's like so good. <laughs> I know. I know. I agree. I agree that morning time. I'm like, oh my God. yes. And I don't know about you, but if I 
because I'm not super strict about it. Like say my body really needs to rest and I end up sleeping till kind of Leo wakes me up. That happens sometimes. Yeah, me too. too. I just try and fit it in a bit later. Like I, you know, do it after the drop off or whatever. You got to take it where you can get it. (laughs) That's what I feel. I was like, why is she waking up so early? I look at my clock at seven. I'm like, oh, oh shit. (laughs) Not up early. She's actually up at a great time. So it was just obviously I need to sleep in. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Same philosophy. Love it. What are you most grateful for in your life right now? Oh, I'm so grateful for my family unit, like my husband and my kids. And, um, like I just, I, it's great. Like we all, we're just all really good. Um, and so grateful for this lifestyle of like this entrepreneurial in the summertime and thinking like, Oh, I'm going to the cottage tomorrow. So I can just, I'll do a couple things this morning, but like I have the rest of the day to, I don't have, it's not, I just come from such a corporate background and I just can't believe I did it for so many years. Um, and I'm just so grateful that I've learned that business can come to you even like without hustle and grinding. Cause I hustled so hard in the beginning and I've learned that that's not the way it has to go. So just that I'm, that I'm generally an open person. I'm really grateful for being open and trying new things and, um, stepping into my own, um, like my own power. I'm really grateful for that. I've made a bunch of changes lately and it just, it took a lot and, um, I'm just really grateful for it. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I love to hear that. This is my deep question here. (laughs) What's your why for your life? Oh my gosh. My why is really for, for choice and opportunity. It really is like, it makes me want to cry, but like that, that you can do anything that I don't have to rely on anybody else. My kids can see what it's like to create their own reality. And I think that's really, really important that you're, that I'm not at the effect of others. I mean, like, let's talk about like, even the economy, the world, like, it's like that I get to say how it goes. Um, And like a lot of people like family and this, that, and the other, and they, they're not my first, like my priority is myself and making sure I'm happy. Yes. Because then if I do that, then everybody else gets the best of me. Um, yeah. Yes. I say that as well. And sometimes my husband bugs me about that, but I'm like, no, I, it is about me first. <laughs> That's, and I don't Listen, know. If you- I was born, like I, I was born Aaron Bins just because something came out of my vagina does not mean that I'm no longer Aaron Bins and I'm, it's been replaced with title of mother. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I yep. was Aaron Bins for 38 years. And then all of a sudden, so this little turkey is going to come along and change the status. No, like it gets to be in addition to. Yes, absolutely. It's mother and in my world always. Right. It's like, totally. and, and friends. And daughter and entrepreneur and all these things that you are. It's yes. Mm -hmm. And I I'm with you too. Like I, obviously I love, I love being a mom because it's expanded me in ways that I didn't even really understand. It's just a wild ride. That's for sure. 
So Aaron, I would love to situate everyone who hasn't had the pleasure of meeting you yet and mm-hmm. talk a little bit about your career background. So you mentioned you worked 17 years in yeah. hotels, and I just would love to hear about that experience and really what led you to starting your business. For sure. I think I always knew I wanted to have my own business at some point. I just never had the courage or it was like, you go to school, you get a good job, you do all these, you know, that every entrepreneur has that sort of same kind of story around. But um, yeah, I mean, I really was, I worked for luxury hotel sales for 17 years in three different cities. And really like I grew up in the hotel. Like I started when I was 20 and I finished 38 when I had a baby. So I had a bit of a break, like one year break in there when I was backpacking, but really, you know, when you work in these hotels, they are the, the Kings and Queens of customer service. So that's really where I learned the art of being with people and anticipating their needs. And you know, providing excellence. What does it mean to be, to provide excellence service? All of these things. So that really was like, and I'm a people person. Like I really enjoy being around people. So it was a perfect marriage for that. And so I learned all of these things on how to build relationships, how to sustain relationships, how to stay connected to my clients. Because at the end of the day, A hotel is just four walls. What makes it's a building. What makes it a hotel is the people. So, you know, and I think a big part of where I learned a lot of, you know, people can choose to go and stay at any hotel they want, right? But your regulars will come back to you over and over and over again, not because of the linens on the bed. It's because how they feel when they walk through that front door of how they, oh, welcome back. How are you? Yes, I have your room for you. You liked that room last time? Yeah, I have it again for you. Um, You like to have your coffee delivered at, you know, 6.45 on the nose, that's when it will come. Like, it's not because, and the, the last hotel I worked at was, you know, it hadn't been renovated in 12 years. And in the world of hotels, guys like, like, hotels get renovated like usually every seven years. Right. So we, it was, it was tired and all these other brand new hotels had opened up four seasons, the Ritz, like the, all of these other ones. And we still ranked the highest in occupancy. We still ranked the highest in like, so because our regulars kept coming back because they would go and try the other hotel and nobody knew who they were. So they would come back to us. So that's where I learned it all. And when I, I, it was funny when I would stand in the lobby, I would look and all these people would like come through the doors. I'm like, I wonder what they do. What, what kind of job do they have that they can travel here? Like what kind of company do they own? Blah, blah, blah. Like all these things would just go through my mind all the time. And then I'll be like, oh yes, sir, this way, come this way. You know, like then, then my hotel would come, hat would come on. So when I was pregnant and then I was on maternity leave, I was like, Oh, this is what it's like to go for coffee with your friend at 10 o'clock in the morning. Or this is like, there was such freedom, even though like there's freedom, but there's not, obviously there's a baby involved, right? (laughs) There's like, but you didn't have to answer to anybody and all these things. And I just knew if I went back to working in the hotels, I would never see my son. This is, I would never see him. I would leave the house at seven. I would be back at six. Like it just was not going to happen. 
So in the meantime, I, before I left, I went and got my real estate license, like on the slide, on the side, Mm. because I was like, I need some kind of backup. And also my brother was in real estate. My mother was in real estate. Like it was, I wasn't like super jazzed about it, but I was like, this will be my ticket out. You know, like this is what I'll do. So after that, my brother said, well, come work for me for a year and, and go from there. Okay. So I left, you know, it was really hard to leave the hotel because I really loved my team and I really loved what I did, but I just knew it was like, this is the time. So yeah. So then I started working for my brother. That's a whole story. And we'll like, you know, didn't go well. Um, oh, no. <laughs> very, two very different people. Um, but that's okay. And then I went out on real estate and then, you know, this whole time, I've always coached and um, like, I've just been one of those people where people come to me for things. I always see the big picture. I always see, um, you know, big ideas. And I was like, I want to coach these entrepreneurs on how to build their business through this like client centered strategies, like cultivating their relationships and do it so that they're not out hustling and trying to find like in real estate aka knocking on doors because that's what I did it once I was like I'm, I want to die I want to die this is the most horrible thing I've ever done in my entire life so that's where the whole thing was born out of because I would go to these networking events and I would be like well what do you do for your like client retention and they're like look at me like what is she talking about and like I had no idea I'm like you can build 80% of your business from 20% of your clients through referrals through having them buy from you again, all these things, but everybody's just out trying to find that new client. And we all need new clients, right? But, you know, it costs five times more to go acquire a new client than it does to sell to somebody who already knows you, likes you and trusts you. So that's where the whole thing, like now I'm fully out of real estate and I have this business where I show people how to, mind around clients and put systems and processes and all that kind of stuff into place. Mm, I love it. And you are definitely preaching to the choir. It's something that I've always been passionate about in my business. I think partly also because of my background. Um, Mm -hmm. It's funny because it's different, but that theme of really taking care of clients or customers kind of went through mm-hmm. my corporate life because I was always either, you know, at Lululemon, I was helping manage the ambassador program where it's like, you're right. servicing the ambassadors. So we're making sure that they're good and they want to speak really highly of Lululemon and yada, yada. And then, I mean, even serving, which I did a lot of in university, it's like you learn yeah. how to have regulars. And again, they tip way better than the other people typically. Totally they know you and you have this report. And for me too, I don't know about you, but it's also more fun. Like I find it more fun to get to know these people and have a long-term relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So I I'm with There's a lot of people who, sorry, I was just going to say, there's a lot of people who are just very transactional, especially like in the real estate market or the mortgage broker or like, or even like, you know, a web designer or something. They're like, okay, let's go do the job. Let's get paid. Let's go to the next one. Let's okay. Let's it is very transactional. And in this world of this, you know, recession or whatever is going on right now is your people who know you are going to be the, who are going to buy from you again. Yep. 
and they're going to support you and all that stuff. Not those transactional people that you don't, you haven't called in a year. Nope. And they, not only are they going to buy from you again, but as you mentioned, or they're going to be like, Hey, Aaron, have you, have you like heard about Emily? She can really probably help with that. You know what I mean? It's, it's totally a no brainer. And why do you think though, that so many looking at, for example, the industry that we kind of both are in, in this Mm -hmm. consulting kind of coaching mentorship space, why do you think it is such a miss for some people? Well, I was thinking about this actually. (laughs) I think in this world, these days, people are so disconnected to themselves and what they want. They are disconnected to others. And what I mean by that is that it is this rushing around, like not being present and not what, not wanting to be in your own skin and not dealing with what you need to deal with that you mask it by being busy. And you have this like persona of like, I'm so busy. And listen, I used to be like that. That's the only reason I like bring it up because I was like, oh, cringy Aaron, that's what you used to do. Right. So I have no problem calling it out, but they're so disconnected um, that because of also the world of social media, they feel like they're connected to people on social media, but they're not. They're not having deep, meaningful conversations. They're not having um, deep, meaningful conversations with themselves and dealing with that, that in turn, they're not connected. So it's like, it's not being present to what other people's needs are. And that's what anticipating their needs are. That's what it is. Like, for example, like for you and what you do and building brands for people and like all this kind of stuff an anticipation clients needs could be like, oh my gosh, I like getting to them before they need, before they come to you and say like, actually, I had this new idea for you and I saw this here and I'm going to add it in for you. What do you think? Oh, that's great. Instead of the client coming to you, waiting till your next call and be like, actually, can we do this? But you've already done it for them. You are connected to what they want and you are connected to what you want. Yes. And that is a great example of how, like specifically with my branding clients, when I'm working with them, I definitely naturally kind of do that. It's not really yeah. something. Exactly. And that's what you're good at what you <sighs> Yeah. And I wasn't true. saying you do that, but you know, no, no, no. It's, it, it, they know what you're, you're, you do, right? It's like, it's even like anticipating, like it's like listening to the, to people what they really want because people are so busy trying to sell their service. I can do this for you. Okay, stop. Ask them what they want. Yes. Ask more questions. And yeah, I mean, I know it's things in my world. Like I am a, I don't know, in the world of human design, I'm a, I'm a reflector. There's not very many reflectors in it, but it's very like open and I reflect back to you what you need and being very um, like just holding the space Mm -hmm. for people to show up is what happens when you're in my world. Do you know what's interesting as we're talking about this? I realized that that's, so I had this interaction with my midwives here Mm -hmm. yesterday and I couldn't really pinpoint why I didn't feel great about it. 
I didn't feel mm-hmm. bad about it, but I didn't leave the meeting feeling like, yeah. Oh my God, I feel so good. And it's exactly what you fucking said. It's because what they did the whole time was talk about their process and what they do and how they're going to do it for me. Great. But once you have the basics of that, I, you know, and I, like I've already enlisted them, so they don't need to even sell anymore. They don't need to prove this yeah. to me. I was like, can we talk about me now? Can we talk about what I want? Can we talk about how I'm feeling? my, my needs essentially. And it's so interesting that you were, as you were bringing that up, I was like, that's why I didn't feel great. Like I felt fine, but I wasn't like, there wasn't that connection of what I need because that's what I'm enlisting them for to support me. I'm not enlisting them so I can hear about their 10 step process. (laughs) I've already like this something out. It might come out in one process or 10, we don't know. Like, it's just like, you know, how can you support me? Cause you want to feel as though that you are supported and a way for this, a way to start. So if somebody's listening to this and be like, okay, Aaron, well, that's all well and good if people aren't connected. So how do you get connected? I would mm-hmm. say like a couple of things is like taking time for yourself and being alone by yourself is a big one. Two, you could get some therapy that always works. I've been doing it but also get a coach or consultant for something that is for something in your business that may or may not be working. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it might be like, you want somebody who deals with like energy, like an energy person, or you might need strategy. You might need, you know, I combine both of that kind of stuff, but it's getting that person who can hear you. And then in turn, they hold the space for you. Then you can go and show up for your clients as well. Yes. So time by yourself in time by yourself, intentional, but then time with another person who is going to help you in what you need, which every area that is right. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're going to know yourself what, and don't get on social media and be like, Oh, that person's doing that thing. I better go and do that. Oh, that course looks, that's going to fix me over here. I'm going to go and do that. No, sit with it and listen to your intuition of what you need and don't care about the price because whatever it is, it's all going to work out. <laughs> it always does. I agree. Yeah. I'm sure, with you for sure. Yeah. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and yeah. kind of go back around to the beginning of our conversation, talk a little more about motherhood. And yeah. I think I want to start with why maintaining, which we touched on a little bit, but why maintaining your own identity and having your own life and interests, etc., is important because I know you're passionate about that. How I much time do we you, have here? Because I yeah, can- yeah, <laughs> but I can see you live it, which is the key, right? And mm-hmm. um, how can we do that if if someone listening is feeling because it's so common? I hear. I'm sure you've heard from clients who are moms sometimes, yeah. friends who are just yeah. like. I don't know who I am aside from being a mom. And that always breaks my heart a little bit. So I'd love to hear your take. I know there's part of it. I mean, part of this goes back to, you know, I waited a long time to become a mom. Like I didn't have this, like, I must be a mother. I don't didn't have that in me. Um, and for a long time, I didn't know if I wanted to be a mom, to be honest. Um, 
because, you know, as I mentioned, like I grew up a single mom, like we lived here in Ontario. My dad lived in Nova Scotia. So we saw him like in the summers and at Christmas. So like, it was very, essentially we were on our own, but also my brother is four years younger than me. So like, I was like kind of born into like being a parent, you know, like look, help looking after him and everything. So so I was doing it like my whole life. And so I felt like as, literally as soon as I could, um, I came home from school one day, I was like, mom, I got a job in St. Louis. I'm going to work for Hyatt hotels in St. Louis. Peace out. I was 20. I'm like, if I don't get out of this house right now, I'm going to be stuck here for the rest of my life. I'm going to be working at the holiday Inn in Oakville, like get me out of here. So I'm like, let's, let's just, you know, get out. So I'll, I kind of like broke free from that. And so yeah, I, having my own identity was really, really important to me and being independent. I think it also comes with being very independent. I've always been really independent. So yeah, I mean, I think it's just, it wasn't until my mom had cancer and I was sitting there at the kitchen table. She's fine now. She's fully recovered. It's been 12 or 15 years. And she's like, you know, if I was, if I didn't have you guys, I'd be sitting here by myself. And I was like, hmm. She's right. It made okay. I can maybe think about having kids of like developing that, like my own network, basically my own little like pod of, you know, so I was like, okay, I can get on, on board with that. So anyways, after a few years we were married, I'm like, okay, we can start. But I feel like this as women, it is so important for independence and by not ourselves in motherhood, we actually have our voice and what we want. Women have been so, women in many, many communities have been so um, repressed for so long. And we take on what other people think that we should be doing instead of what we actually wanna be doing. So that's why I feel like it's so important to, to be who we are is because we actually get to have our voice heard and you get to express yourself and by expressing yourself you're happy you're not a martyr you're not pissed off that like i have to do this do you know how much i do around here la 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 all that stuff like i have no space for i do everything around the house because my husband or my partner doesn't do anything well you cultivated that. I'm sorry. Like it's, you brought it on and, and you've allowed it to happen. So it's like, if you start your relationship with somebody, whether it's man or it's woman or whoever, a partner of like, this is how we need to operate together as a team. Because when one person's doing too much of it and the other part, like, it just doesn't work. Nobody's happy. No one. Like, uh, it, it's, yeah. So I feel like it's just our voice and we have a lot to say and we have a lot of important things to say and people need to listen to us. Yes. Listen That's up. I feel like listen up because I have something to say. And I think it's really important for our independence to show our children what it's like to be independent. I don't need to be the one putting them to bed every single night. Do they miss me when I'm not here? Well, the older one, the little one, I don't think she can. She's like, I got daddy. I'm good. Um, you know, like, <laughs> She's like, you can stay. Right? She's like, no, I want daddy. Well, then she'll want me sometimes. It's good. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's okay that you're not the one putting them to bed every night. Like, 
we don't want them to rely on us so heavily that they cannot be independent. No, I my biggest goals in life is to raise kids who are, who are kind, self-aware and independent. Well, I, you know what I always think about, we're not raising children, actually we're raising them to be adults. So yes. Right. Yes. So that point of independence yes. is just like, it has to be a marker for you because unless you want to have a child who's 50, which I don't, um, they need to, you, they need to cultivate that. And one of the best ways yes. is through modeling, right? It's like, this is what yeah. Mom has her own business. Not that you need to have your own business, but mom has her own business. Mom goes and takes care. Yeah. Mom takes care of her like health the way she needs to. And I think too, for me, the biggest thing about why it's so important to not lose your identity to motherhood, aside from the modeling, because I think that's key, but I think like I would not be able to show up even as a mother very well, if I, if this is all I was focused on, like, Oh, (laughs) sounds terrible. I agree. It's like, I want to use my brain for something else. Yes. Thank you. If I have to talk about potty training one more time, I'm going to like, I'm in the middle, middle of it right now. So it's like, Oh my God. Um, but yeah, it's just like, guys, like I went to Bahamas this year for five days by myself. I know. I love that. If I don't get out of here, I'm, I'm, I'm about to lose it. Like, yeah. I am about to lose it. And I don't want to be, get to that point where I have to like run away, but like, it's okay to go on. And actually since then, do you know how many people are like my sister-in-law just went to Cuba by herself. I have like so many people who are like, and they're doing it, you know, like, it's not like you have to go and take, you know, I know it's from a place of privilege and I know not everybody's able, but like maybe one night away or yeah, yeah it's just. It's it can look different. It can. Yeah. yeah. It, it could look like, for example, you could ask your like in-laws, it, you know, and say to your husband, like, how about you guys go stay at their house and you can stay alone at your house for a night or whatever it is. Like there's ways I think yeah. you can accomplish the same type of feeling. And for me, it's like, I, sorry, I um have my girls trips every year. So yeah, it's not, it's just non-negotiable. I know I have mine with my cousin and we, um, we go all, we've gone all over the place. And this year, my husband had to go to work, uh, had to go to LA for 10 days for work. And I was like, I'm going to be at home with the kids. I'm like, wait a second. Hey. And like, I texted Catherine, I'm like, do you want to come to Toronto for, she lives in the UK. I'm like, do you want to come to Toronto for 10 days? She's like, yeah. Like literally three hours later, her plane ticket was booked. We're like, okay. Cause I hadn't seen her in so long because of the pandemic and everything. But the other thing I was going to say about this is that the independence, like my husband and I are both needed. Like we both want it. So he also takes time to him himself. And I do it like, it's like something we both need. And I think also for men, they may not also know that they need it as much as they actually do. I think everybody needs it. Unfortunately, it just falls on the women generally more so than the men. Yes, I, I a hundred percent agree. And it's true. It's just typically it tends to fall. Certain things fall more on okay. the women, unfortunately, but to your point earlier, I think there's, there's ways you can adjust that in your relationship and work on yeah. it and make it feel more, um, 
I don't know. I hate using the word like equal because I'm like, there's actually, I, I don't ever feel like, like it's. Take. Yes, exactly. Give and takes a better like, way. If you can see me right now. I'm moving my hands yes. from side to side. It's like this in flow. Like sometimes I'll be like, I really need it. I can tell he's getting a little bit short. I'm like, I'll take the kids to my mom's and you can stay here for the night. You know, like we'll do that and go kind of like, we sort of just read each other or we actually just say, I need a night alone or I'm going to lose it. Okay, great. Well, go to your mother's. <laughs> Yes. But I think that is so key. Just saying, I know it sounds so basic, but a lot of women especially struggle with it. It's like, you can just say to your partner, if you, if you have one, because parenting's really should show, you can say like, Hey babe, I'm feeling really drained. Sometimes for me, I'm like, I just need to go out tonight for dinner, like with a friend or by myself. Even that sometimes is like enough to kind of reset me. Yep. Yep necessary. <laughs> so last question before we get to our lightning round. Yes. I want to know what it means to you. This is something I think you're also really, really pro at. And you did mention it earlier is what it means to you to keep motherhood simple. So like not overcomplicating it. And how do you do that? Yeah, it's, the schedule, like having white space in the schedule for the kids, for the whole family. It's not like in the summertime, we're not like every weekend doing stuff. Like sometimes we just chill here and stay in our pajamas until o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's being intentional with your time. I think too, it's like your kids want to spend time with you. Right. But half, sometimes not everybody does this, but like Maybe you're on your phone or the, and you think you're playing with your kids, you're in, but you're not present with them. You're not, so like put the phone away and like get it away and just get on the ground and play with them for 15 minutes and then get them started and then you can leave. You don't have to spend the whole time with them, right? But it's the it's these little like, okay, I'll sit down and I'll get them started or like, do you want to do this? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd love that. But like just being like super intentional with your time, but not like intentional, like it's rigid. I mean, being present. Yes. And I think what is shocking is that it actually, because I've actually read about this in articles and they do say it's like 10 minutes is enough sometimes in a day. So it doesn't to, to not overcomplicate it. Come on, lady. Like, come on, man. You can, you can do 10 minutes of focus. And then you can be more flexible and liberal with how you spend your time. <laughs> but I think they do need. Yeah, and I think even involving it, like like my kiddo, he loves um, like he loves going on adventures and going to the science center and going here and going there. And like we kind of ask him what he wants to do. And he's like, I want to go to the aquarium as a family because oftentimes, especially when the littler one was, because there's four years, almost five years apart in them. It was like, we, one of us would stay home with the little one, take him. He's like, I want to go as a, okay, great. So we're going to schedule that and go as a family. We don't do it. Like we do now because she's older, but in the beginning it was like, we, we just couldn't, but you know, he, he always says that I want to do things as a family. And so then maybe that's just like going out and having a picnic or, you know, do just stuff. They don't need the big going to the aquarium every weekend, which obviously we don't do, but like, you don't have to do the big stuff all the time, but once in a while. And I think it's just really important to create memories for your kids. 
they still remember like the little silly things that you've done, right? Mm. Or baking so them or like, yeah. you know, like we planned his birthday cake every year and it was like, it's always a big thing. And, you know, like, yeah. So but, I love it. The simple things yeah. most the of the time things. is what does it. It's like, you know, and my brother and I talk about this a lot because he's like, you know, don't, my mom worked really hard and all this stuff. And she's like, he's like, I don't remember like just going to the park with mom. I was like, yeah, I don't either. He's like, I don't remember doing, even though it was like, it was hard. It was stressful. She, you know, like growing up, but I don't ever remember like the little things of like having fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like going to the water park. I mean, like just going to the park down the street and going for a walk and getting an ice cream cone. I don't remember any of that growing up. So I think that that's really important to bring mm-hmm. to your kids. Yes. And look at all the memories you're creating for your kids know. now. Go you. <laughs> well, Erin, this has been fabulous. And before we get to the lightning round, I want to really oh, yeah. thank you for being on the podcast and acknowledge you for the way that you are showing up in your own life, which then inspires others and the way that you're showing up for your clients who in turn are able to better show up for their clients. It's really incredible to see. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been great. I love, and we've connected like over social media. Like I think it's it's also important. Like you can make some pretty cool relationships on social media as well. Mm-hmm. I Even agree. Though, like, people, like, you don't also need social media to build your business. So it's like, it's like, it's both, but it's good. It's good. Yes, absolutely. And before we get to lightning round, why don't you pimp yourself out? I know you have, I think you have an event coming up and you have a mastermind. So tell yep. the people the goods. The goods. Okay. So if you're in Toronto and you, um, want to go to a in-person amazing workshop, myself and Lisa Peterson have come together and she's a all techie social media gal systems and processes. And we've built a workshop, um, on August 25th here in midtown Toronto, um, where you're going to like basically get everything you need to like get through to the end of the year and also into next year, like plan executed. It's going to be amazing. And also being around people in person, it's going to be awesome. So that is that happening. And then I run a mastermind every six months and the new um, registration is coming out in September and it's called dare. And it really is because, you know, I had to dare myself to do a lot of things and different (laughs) things and think differently. And, you know, so it's an amazing, amazing community of women that are coming together. So we work on, it's just being in a mastermind. So if you know about being a mastermind, it is, you know, me deep in your business, changing the way you think about it and really showing up for yourself. Uh, It's amazing. And we can also work together one-on-one. I also do that as well. If you are looking to build the next chapter of your business, but you're like, okay, I'm kind of stuck and I just need to infuse some energy, um, into my business. There's options for that as well. Mm, Amazing. Thank you, Erin. Okay. Lightning round current favorite book or podcast, or even an Instagram account for inspiration. Ah, 
Current favorite book is I'm currently reading Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis, which I love her. Um, I'm kind of on this money thing right now. So I have a bunch of books um, that The Millionaire Mind and Happy Pocket Full of Money are like the three on rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, one of my favorite podcasts is not even business. It's um, Table Manners. Have you read? Mm, have you listened to Table No. Manners? So it's by Jessie Ware. She's an actress or singer or something. It's her and her mother. And they interview celebrities on basically food, like what was it like growing up? And like, you know, like Dan Levy was on there the other day or like, anyways, it's great because it's just like, you get to learn a little bit about a life, but also just about people. And it's sometimes you don't want to always want to listen to a business podcast, you know, like sometimes, you know, I love your podcast too, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, infuse a little, um, something different. Absolutely. Yeah. Morning beverage of choice. I think I know the answer, but tell me anyway. Yeah. Nespresso coffee black. Mm, I love coffee so much. What is your favorite thing to do with child-free time? Oh, geez. All kinds of stuff. (laughs) Um, going to Bahamas. No, okay. Uh, (laughs) I love anything like, like luxury hotels, like love going to the spa. Um, not like it has to always be like, oh, but if I have a good chunk of time, I'll be like, I need to book a hotel room and like go and have room service and watch TV in bed and have like hot stitch showers. But yeah, so good. I did have done that a couple of times here in the city. Um, and also like just sitting in my yard by myself, like reading a book spending time with girlfriends um yeah mm. going to get my nails done yeah favorite place you've traveled oh I've traveled a lot I this when you sent it I was like oh, I can't really narrow it down but I would probably say Italy I love like the food the vibe the scenery like everything it's just like this is slow pace is like so good um but yeah I've done I've I backpacked around for a year by myself talk about independent I'm like I'm even gonna go do this by myself <laughs> so yeah so I did like New Zealand Fiji Australia by myself hmm. so. amazing mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. bonus question because like as yeah. we're talking I was like she'll know this what are your favorite hotels in Toronto for anyone listening who's in that area oh Okay. Well, I worked at the Park Hyatt for years and they just did a massive renovation. They closed it down for, um, four years. And obviously like during the pandemic, it got long, but anyways, they revamped the whole thing and it's amazing. I haven't stayed there yet, but drinks at the rooftop bar are like, you cannot, you cannot beat it up there. Um, I've been staying at the four seasons a couple of times. I really love the four seasons. Um, cause the service, like guys, the service, the second time I stayed there, I went and asked them, no, I went up to the desk and I said, Oh, what something about the spa. But I think, cause I came in, they didn't, I, they didn't think I was there. And they said, Oh no, I'm staying there. She's like, oh, what room number in, are you in? I said my room number. She's like, Oh yes. Okay. Miss Bins didn't even look at the computer. She knew what room I was in. That's Maybe wild. they weren't that full. Maybe they weren't that full and they knew all the names of the guests. But that's customer service, guys. Like knowing, like they, you cannot beat any Four Seasons service. Um, and I really like the St. Regis as well. I like the mm. St. Regis hotel. Yeah, it yes. looks beautiful. 
But Park Hyatt's, I love Hyatt hotels. Like I, I for like they're amazing people. I love all Hyatt. Like it's hard to stay anywhere else. It's hard Aww. to pay for hotels. Now. You used to get them for free when you worked there. So <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, thank you again, Erin. This was amazing. It was so lovely to connect. And everyone, make sure you go follow Erin. Where's the best place to find you? Instagram at Aaron Bins. And then my website is AaronBins.com. I'm Aaron Bins everywhere. There's no, there's no other Aaron Bins around. So that's <laughs> you girl. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.